Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development discussion series featuring candid conversations with business leaders and innovators across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts on how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and talented workforces in the nation. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. To hear more discussions like this, visit the Michigan Opportunity at thegreatvoice.com. We'll be right back with more on the Michigan Opportunity. Welcome back to the Michigan Opportunity. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast or download the Michigan Opportunity through your preferred podcast platform. And now, your host, Ed Clemente. We're fortunate to have Jeff Thompson with us. He's the partner and engineer for Shaggy Skis and a lot of other titles. In fact, Jeff, welcome to the show first. Well, thanks for having me, Ed. I'm uh, excited to be here and tell you about our Michigan-made skis. And not only that, your title actually, not your title, I know partner and engineer, but also your co-founder as well. And... I think the other thing, too, is you have a longer name, which ties into a little bit of your history of the organization, too, right? Absolutely. So everything's our full name, Shaggy's Copper Country Skis. It's an ode to our family. My grandmother's great uncle Shaggy used to carve skis by hand up in Michigan's Keweenaw Peninsula in Kearsarge, just past Calumet. And when my brother and I started building skis, um, we found these skis, and my dad told us about the history that, oh, those are your grandmother's skis that her Uncle Shaggy carved her. We thought, what is better than somebody, you know, 100 years before us in our family building, you know, that was making skis? We got to name this after him. So came from Shaggy Scopper Country Skis. So hang on. Is Shaggy a nickname, or is that his real name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shaggy is definitely a nickname. His name was uh, Sulo Leto. And he was a jack of all trades up in the copper mining country. And he did a lot of things. He was a blacksmith for a while. Um, but carving skis was definitely a hobby and a fun thing that he did. And it was a way of life up, you know, in the big snow country. So we uh, were really proud to be able to honor, honor our family legacy. And for listeners, if you go to the website, I think there's a picture of him with a sledgehammer or something in his hand. It's a pretty cool photo. Um, and, and we should also put a plug in because this, you know, obviously this is the internet. You're going to be able to download this around the world, actually, to hear this podcast. But we also have a weird pocket up in northern Michigan that a lot of people don't know about, but are the Finnish people. You said his name so quickly, but a lot of people don't understand there's a lot of Finnish people still up in the area up there. Right? Yes, absolutely. They're all over, especially up in the, uh, the Keweenaw Peninsula. Um, and, you know, there's a tremendous amount of immigrants that came in for mining and they liked being in the snow and the cold weather. And uh, it's pretty cool to. Uh, yeah. There's even a college up there. I think it's what, Sumi College, isn't it? Yeah, no, Finlandia University now. Finlandia, that's right. It changed oh. its name, right. Absolutely. And yeah, and they teach Finnish, I think, still up there. I believe they do. Yeah. Um, so let's get back to the, the ski work. You, you mentioned your brother, and I think he co-founded it with you, but now you're mainly the main person now, or how does it work? 
Yeah. So my brother and I in 2005 started building skis um, and we kind of had grand plans eventually one day of, you know, turning it into a business. Um, we came from a family of entrepreneurs. And so while we were just trying to build a ski, there was always a thought in the back of our head that we want to do something. Um, fast forward to 2008, my dad had got pretty heavily involved in the process as well. So uh, my brother, my father and I um, all founded Shaggy's. And we decided to make a run at it. And so, I mean, did you were you did you grow up then in northern Michigan or the UP? So I actually grew up downstate. Um, oh. Family's from Kearsarge, <laughs> and then I grew up downstate in South Lyon, just outside of uh, Brayton in Ann Arbor. And we were a big ski racing family, so we were traveling across northern Michigan every weekend. We would four days a week we would train. And then two days a week, you'd have ski races on the weekends. So essentially six days were on snow. And through our whole, like my whole childhood upbringing, that's what our life was. We were on the snow all the time. And we wanted to make an all-mountain ski that had the performance similar to, you know, a, a race ski, but in a wide variety of conditions. So that was kind of the the starting point of what we were looking to do. Um, and... You know, here we are, seventeen, almost eighteen years later. Yeah, and you're talking to the to me because I intellectually curious because I don't ski at all. I cross country ski only, but uh, but I mean, I, I'm always fascinated by the ski industry in Michigan in general. And th- th- let's just put a little plug in too, kind of for the MEDC. Um, we you know we have a new division over here, but it's it's new to MEDC. But we've had uh, Brad uh, Garman on before, who heads up the Michigan Outdoor Recreation Industry Office, and obviously you're part of that because you're a manufacturer, right? Right. And so I mean I'm sure you've been engaged with him too in the past as well. Yes, we have. We've talked about you know different opportunities that may you know start to present themselves as it's becoming more and more apparent that people. They want to be outdoors, especially in the last couple of years. They're, what are things that you can't stop doing? Um, being outdoors is definitely one of them. So it's really important. You know, tourism and outdoor recreation is such an economic driver, especially in northern Michigan where we, you know, where we're located. And, you know, to see everyone pushing, you know, towards being outside, being active, it's a, uh, it's a really important thing. And we're excited to be part of it moving forward. Yeah, I'm going to put in an additional plug for two people you know, uh, Odie McKinley, who does he's uses your equipment. He's got shaggy skis. I think he's got a few of them, and also Kyle Gilmore. But they do a lot of the Pure Michigan video, and uh, I've been told by both of them that with the drone footage on Pure Michigan, which is some of the more beautiful film if you haven't seen any of it yeah and this is a plug for you you didn't expect but uh a buddy of mine i played rugby with at uh, down at u of m he um he lives out in portland no seattle now and he still has your skis and he said you were the nicest guy because you helped him pick what he wanted and i don't know when he bought him but he's been there before because his wife's from the traverse city area so he's got a few sets of skis but uh he just told me to say thank you it was a good company (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm sure you get a lot of testimonials anyway. Well, that's good. We, you know, we want to, uh, we want to, you know, we say when you buy a pair of skis from us, you join in the Shaggy's family. And we really believe that that's what it's all about. Our customers are number one. And we want to be able to, you know, honestly empathize with what they're, 
what they're skiing and, and figure out what experience is going to be best. So we pride ourselves on that aspect. We'll be right back with more on the Michigan Opportunity. joining us on the Michigan Opportunity, brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Whether you're looking for small business resources, exploring an expansion or relocation, or seeking a world-class workforce, visit michiganbusiness.org to learn how you can make it in Michigan. Your host of the Michigan Opportunity, Ed Clemente. Jeff Thompson with us, partner and engineer for Shaggy Skis. And I did sort of cut you off a little bit at the tail end of what else you do for the skis. And I would imagine it's like the bindings or those kind of things too. Yeah. So once the skis have been pressed, they actually go into our finishing area where there's a lot of hand, a lot of handwork that gets done. There's all sorts of flashing and excess, excess fiberglass and plastic that needs to get cut off the edges. So they'll really go from kind of like a block of ski materials that are all one. And then they're going to get cut apart actually back into a pair of skis and finished. They'll go through, we have a, um, a Wintersteiger automated grinding um, robot that's going to put a really nice tune on the bottom of the skis and sharpen the edges with ceramic discs. So it's going to get a really nice finish that goes on the skis. And then they get waxed and hand finished and polished and sent out the door. Um, we actually strictly do skis. We don't do ski bindings or boots or poles. We stick to what we know. Um, so the majority of our skis are sold to an end user. Um, we are direct to consumer. So those skis, they get finished, they get put in a box and shipped out to, uh, to a customer. So they can at that point, go to their ski local ski shop, bring their boots in, get their bindings mounted and set up. Oh, that's interesting. I, I wouldn't have even thought about that. Um, and so, and like I said, I'm not a skier, but your name is mainly on the bottom, right? Or is it on the top too? Usually, uh, it's definitely on the bottom. Our big Shaggy's branding in bright blue letters is on the base of every ski, unless you're doing something custom, and we're still putting Shaggy's on it. But you could choose your colors. Um, on the top sheet, yeah, there's still it says Shaggy's, but not as big and bold. Um, and if somebody wants to do a custom ski, they can do whatever they want. You know, if they want to leave our branding off, go for it. We most of our customers say we want to have a big Shaggy's on there, though, so that's nice. And I don't, you don't have to say exactly who the customer was, but have you had any really interesting type things you put on the skis? Yeah, we. I mean, we've had customers who have, um, they've contacted different artists, you know, their favorite artist, and tried to get a, a painting that we can digitize and turn into ski art. So that's that's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, certainly, you know, a number of those different things. I mean, every year there there's more and more that come through um, a couple things that stand out. Um, we actually had a customer who's I think they had a. Uh, their brother passed away, unfortunately, but he was an artist and they had like doodles and drawings in his in his sketchbook that they brought to us and we turned into a um, into a ski graphic. So. And then he handed it off to his father. He bought skis for himself and his wow. father. And he was able to, um, you know, memorialize his son on this pair of skis. And they all loved skiing together. So every time they go skiing, they've got his art on their skis. So that's that was pretty special. Um, but the things that people come up with, you know, it's from space cats to, uh, <laughs> you know, fighter jets. And, you know, people that want to put their, um, you know, maybe their call sign, a lot of, um, you know, military guys want to have represent their branch of the military and, you know, put their call sign. And um, so that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it's fascinating. I would have never have known that. Uh, and I should also mention, you won't see him in the audience, but he's wearing a Stormy Cromer hat. And we obviously appreciate it. Another Uper company. So you're keeping your Uper roots with your head keeping warm, too. And um, let's a couple other things, too. Um, so I, I'm, once again, I don't know that much about downhill, but is there different skis for like Michigan, say, versus out west or Switzerland or, you know, sure. do they, so how does that work? Like, how do you decide which is which or do they yeah. ask you? Right. So there are so many different types of skis for different conditions, different amounts of, you know, how much vertical drop do you, are you going to have? Um, and that's really a conversation with the customer. I mean, we make powder skis, we make carving skis. Um, our specialty is all mountain skis. So for taking on a wide variety of conditions through most, um, you know, at places you'd find both on and off trail. Um, so in Michigan, you know, typically you're going to maybe look for you know, a slightly narrower ski than you would find out west. Or if somebody's skiing in in Vermont, a lot of times they encounter a lot of ice, way more ice than we do. So they want they put a higher priority on a ski that has more edge grip over flotation or the ability to kind of punch through crud and chopped up snow. Where we ski in a lot of variable conditions here in Michigan, um, so having something like that is is very important. And one last little teeny story I think you should mention is you pivoted somewhat during COVID. Uh, why don't you tell the little story what you made? During yeah, that's COVID, right. How yeah. you were approached, yeah. Sure. So um, back in March 2020, we were we knew that early March, we knew that, man, something you know drastic is going to be happening and our, our country is definitely going to be changing. Um, so we put up a post on our Facebook page saying, Here's the type of things that we can do. Here's the type of things that we can make. We have no idea what's going to need to be made, but if we can help with something, give us, you know, just let us know. Um, a couple of days later, we got a call from the pre president of McLaren, Northern Michigan, asking if we could um, make face shields. We didn't even know what a face shield was at that <laughs> point. Um, it was funny. I was actually, um, my wife was giving birth and at that point, so I was actually at the hospital and they had someone come and drop off samples to our room and we looked at them <laughs> and my, my wife had just Wait, you're at the hospital at where the, hospital. the guy, where the president was approaching you yes. during the birthing process. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily it was, a, it was a little bit after we would have told them, Hey, you're going to have to come back. <laughs> but uh, it was probably eight hours after my daughter was born. They dropped off samples, <laughs> and looked at them. I said, I think we can make this as long as we can source the materials and from there on, it was a race. Um, we retooled our whole shop, worked together with my brother's new business, and we made hundreds of thousands of face shields for hospitals all over the state. Um, wow. And that kind of kept us running. We never shut down. We had one day where we shut down at the beginning of the lockdowns, and after that point, we, we raced on through and made as many as we could. Well, your last question is pretty simple, but uh, and you don't have to give if you have a secret spot, but what do you like best about like what thing do you like or place or event in Michigan? That is a really good question and that's a loaded question of what my favorite place is in Michigan, but <laughs> definitely in the Copper Country, I love skiing at Mount Bohemia. It's a you get kind of like a rugged western feel, but you're overlooking the Great Lakes. A tremendous amount of snow um and it's all within michigan so i mean i love it all but being able to see the water and have really uh, rugged terrain 
that's kind of the best of both worlds. Uh, it's a perfect answer. Um, there's usually no wrong answer, by the way. Uh, but anyway, I want to thank you again. I know you're busy and you take time when you're a small entrepreneur. I know what that's like. Uh, so again, our guest was Jeff Thompson. He's a partner engineer and a co-founder for Shaggy. And I appreciate Shaggy Skis and Copper Country. I know I probably didn't get the whole <laughs> title. But, uh, but thanks again, Jeff. You did a great job today. And keep up the good work. You do good justice for Michigan. And we appreciate everything you guys do up there. Well, thanks again for having me, Ed. Oh, thanks for doing it. We'll be right back with more on the Michigan Opportunity. Thanks for joining us today on the Michigan Opportunity. To hear more discussions like this, visit the Michigan Opportunity at thegreatvoice.com. And we're very fortunate to have Chris McInnes. She is the president of Crystal Enterprises, Inc. And why don't you tell us exactly, and welcome to the show, Chris, first, but why don't you tell us what that is? Okay. And Ed, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here and to tell you a little bit uh, about uh, our, our, our story, tell you a little bit about Crystal Mountain. Um, just as background, Crystal Mountain's a family-owned four-season resort. We're about 28 miles southwest of Traverse City, and we're on a lot of land. We're on about 1,500 contiguous acres. Um, over time, this... Uh, kind of sleepy resort community has evolved um, and there are now about 450 residences here and uh, about 50 families make Crystal their primary residence. Um, so we're not only just a place to play and recreate, which is fantastic, but we're also a place to call home. And as they say, live where you love to play. A uh, little bit of background, a little bit more about Crystal. Um, and I'm happy to share a little bit more about me if you're, you know, in the in the context. But in terms of Crystal, uh, we host about 300,000 visitors annually. Um, and at any one time, we could have about a thousand, uh, several thousand people uh, on our campus. And the, uh, the what are the things to do? And that's really our hallmark. There are lots of facilities and activities. We started out focusing on downhill and cross-country skiing, and that's still our major, our, our major activity. Uh, we have two beautiful championship golf courses, uh, lodging. We can sleep up to about 1,800 people. Again, dining, uh, some beautiful dining facilities, shopping, uh, the Crystal Spa and fitness centers, one of my favorite places to, uh, to relax. Uh, we have an alpine slide. Um, one of the things that uh, really transformed Crystal in terms of summer was building an outdoor water playground. We also have a th uh, about a 33,000-foot uh, conference center and are very busy. COVID has sort of affected that, of course. But uh, we've, again, gotten, we're busy this fall uh, hosting meeting and conferences, and we have a robust uh, uh, resort development uh, operation. And we, uh, we, we're proud to be home of uh, Michigan Legacy Art Park. So that's kind of the big, the overview. You're, I know you're on some other boards, like tourism boards, I'm sure. Uh, what else are you on? So I think people have... <laughs> 
I know oh. you're probably on a lot, but... Uh... Well, right. Let's talk about right now because it's kind of fun. There are a couple, a couple of boards that I'm really, really enjoyed. And I think it, it ties nicely uh, with some of the work that um, we do on the, on the MEDC Executive Committee. Um, one of the boards, and this is really an advisory council that I work on, is, is uh, the Outdoor Recreation Advisory Council. And this kind of supports the Office of Outdoor Recreation Industries, which is run by Brad Garman. Um, and the Office of Outdoor Recreation Industries is a terrific investment on the part of the state to not only, um, I think, promote our tourism, uh, outdoor recreation, the tourism piece, but also the maker piece. Michigan is a maker state. And we have the opportunity uh, to uh, be a leader in making products for outdoor recreation. And in fact, we already are engaged. Uh, two really good examples. Uh, one would be shaggy skis, which are, I'm not sure where shaggy skis are made, but uh, they're certainly, you certainly see them all over, certainly all over North America. Um, and another which is just down the road. So in Midland is SMI, Snowmakers International, and they would be one of the largest makers of snowmaking equipment in the world. Um, so the Office of Outdoor Recreation Industries is, you know, again, to, to focus on outdoor recreation as an opportunity for economic development. And what I really like about uh, this office is it's a partnership between MEDC and the economic development piece and um, the Department of Natural Resources, uh, which of course is the stewardship um, uh, and the land use piece. Uh, so Brad does a very, very nice job of not only connecting some of the, the different elements of outdoor recreation in Michigan, but also the leaders in outdoor recreation throughout the state. Um, or excuse me, throughout the throughout the country. Um, so I think this is this is a, a cool a, it's a cool factor piece, and it's a good image for Michigan as well as an opportunity for economic development. Another board that I serve on um, is called the Iron Bell Trail Foundation, and the goal of the Iron Bell and and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but uh, oh, yes. goal, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It's, it's it, you know, as we would say, it's a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal, uh, developing, uh, you know, a trail from uh, Iron Bell on, uh, from Belle Isle uh, all the way to Ironwood. So uh, it's 2,000 miles, and that now is the spine. And what's happening is there are different trail systems throughout Michigan that are now uh, being developed to link to that spine. And again, I think uh, this speaks to uh, Michigan, to its outdoor uh, natural assets. Um, and uh, it, it also speaks to connecting Michigan. So that's that's a board that I'm um, active on and excited about. And I also am serving on the Traverse City Tourism, the CVB, the Traverse City Tourism Board, which uh, again, does an exceptional job of telling our story regionally and is recognized as one of the top uh, convention and visitor bureaus in the United States. So 
hopefully that addresses a couple of them, Ed. Well, I think you're also president, weren't you, or chairperson for the uh, Michigan Chamber of Commerce, too, right? Oh, that was, I'm going to say that was once upon a time. But <laughs> yes, I was. And it was a great honor to uh, to chair the chamber. I, I, <laughs> I was actually the first woman to chair the chamber. Um, uh, and so, so add that to, to that, to that distinction. And I also, um, chaired the uh, Michigan travel commission and, Oh, that's right. Uh, yes. Yes. And I yeah. thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed doing so. And I think we did, I think we did some good work. Well, one thing I will help you out with Shaggy is actually made in Boyne city. Okay. So, it's not Thank too you. far from you. Uh, the crack research team at the MEDC pointed that out to me. We'll be right back with more on the Michigan Opportunity. Welcome back to the Michigan Opportunity. And now your host, Ed Clemente. Chris McInnes, president of Crystal Enterprises, Inc., I want to talk a little bit about, and this ties into what you were just on the one board, about your legacy park where it's sort of art and um, nature combined. Yes, absolutely. So this was uh, founded uh, by uh, David Barr, so an internationally recognized Michigan artist. And it was founded in 1995, and this was a, a dream of his to figure out how to put um, uh, sculpture and really construction in uh, which sculpture is in a very natural setting. Um, and we were extremely fortunate. I'm going to say it was serendipity that uh, kind of our Crystal Mountain and uh, Michigan Legacy came together um, and we lease for a dollar a year, 30 acres of really pristine land within right in the heart of Crystal Mountain. And there's a six kilometer trail system um, on, on where the, the sculpture is located. And each sculpture, at this point, there are 55 sculptures in the park. And each one tells a story that connects Michigan's art, history, and nature. Um, when we talk about the park, I think it it's a really, it's a great example of, uh, of a not-for-profit, a non-profit, and a for-profit organization coming together and sharing their resources. And it, it speaks to uh, the saying, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. We very much wanted to have sculpture on our campus here at Crystal, but we needed to buy sewer pumps. And our park wanted a home. And not everybody wanted, you know, wanted wanted to give them a home, wanted to welcome them in. But the 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 stars aligned, uh, and this was in um, uh, 1995, uh, and it continues to be something that is very precious for both of us. And you know, I I know I told everybody they go ever, since she had talked to you about this. I've been telling everybody they should go see it now. Oh, it's uh, I'm excited when I get a chance to go up there and check it out myself. I um, also, you know, I, I think one thing, too, 
is uh, you're really unique, I think, in that you really are a four-season resort. There's not a lot of those, I think, that can, you know, you know, not all of Michigan can do that. So you've really figured out, that must have been a science just to figure that out, too. You know, it's interesting. Um, We focused on that. That has been kind of a a strategic uh, goal of ours to round out. And we actually have about the same number of employees in summer as we have in in winter. Um, When we look at deploying capital, you can, in the resort business, you kind of do it two ways. You could say, I'm going to buy, we may invest in additional resorts. Or you can say, we're going to invest all our eggs, all our pretty scarce capital in one place, but try to create a more diversified portfolio. And that's exactly what we've done. So, you know, again, our focus is winter sports, skiing, downhill, Nordic, and all the fun stuff that goes with winter. Uh, Summer, we're a summer playground in Mecca, and certainly golf is part of that, but all the water sports, our goal here is, again, to be the base camp for enjoying the wonderful uh, Northern Michigan playground. But then on spring and fall, again, we focus on our conference business, and we built a significant facility, the Crystal Center, um, for specific to host meeting and conferences. And we did that strategically because we wanted to round out the seasons and we've been able to do so. So, uh, you know, one other thing I, I would add there is Michigan Legacy Art Park is a wonderful asset and venue place to be in all seasons. And it's always different. It's different in the fall, it's different in the summer, it's different in the winter, um, and spring is even more glorious. But that's a good example. Yeah, no, no, no. It's I find that really unique considering, you know, this is going to tie into your next question. And maybe I got one more after that. But okay. um, what do you predict are some of the disruptors and sort of future things? Because Michigan is becoming more attractive year round, right? Right. And so how how do you think that's going to be an opportunity or a disadvantage or a disruptor, you think, in the future? Well, you know, I, I've. It's a it's a good question, and I kind of I've I've sort of organized. I've thought about these future trends a little bit, and one of the one of the things that what are we doing right now, um, and what are we doing midterm, and maybe where what's what's a long term? Right now, we're very aware that the the Earth is heating up. Okay. And this means more severe rain events, and we're putting more pipe in the ground. Specifically, we're putting a 24-inch pipe that runs about a quarter of a mile to take water away from our core infra- our core area infrastructure. And it, again, that's a project that, that started yesterday, and it's in, in a specific response to climate change Um, because the atmosphere is heating up there's more it it retains more water so when it rains it rains harder midterm the trends we're seeing and we began to see that you know again with the pandemic but we think that this is uh sustainable is that there is more demand for safe healthy outdoor recreation people that hadn't been doing it uh the surveys indicate that they're going to continue to do it um and you know so we are continuing to invest 
in our campus and growing that campus. We have some new developments um, on the board, on the drawing board right now, um, based on this demand. What else we're seeing, um, and I think this is very exciting, is clinically, there's um, a better understanding. We've we kind of known it intuitively, but there's a better understanding of the health benefits of being outdoors, of being outdoors in nature, of exercising outdoor in nature, and exercising with family and friends, exercising, um, you know, it, it, so that it's a social, it's a social occasion, our um, social experience. Um, so we think that that's, that's certainly good for our business because we've got the right, we're the right place to do that. But we think it's also really good for society. Long term, we really believe that Michigan's in the sweet spot. You know, and I, as, as a Michigander, I think one of the things we tend to do is we tend to be pretty humble about what, what, where we stand in the world. Um, but a study, um, and Ed, I think you're familiar with this, a study that was done by the Grobster Group, and it was done, I think, in about 2015, 2014, but it looked at what are the most sustainable cities in, and resilient cities in the world, not just in North America, but in the world. And the Grobster Group is one of the world's oldest and most respected property managers. But the three most sustainable cities, I think, um, are resilient cities are in Canada, go figure. But Detroit ranks number 15th in the world as the most resilient city. And I think it's important that, it, uh, and I'll just back up here, um, number 14 is New York City. And number, or excuse me, number, um, it, it, yeah, I think number 14 is New York City. And number 16 is San Francisco. And I'm not sure that we as Michiganders understand how blessed we are. Um, you know, we are surrounded by 20% of the world's fresh water. 50% uh, of our landmass is covered by forests, which are becoming ever more precious. Uh, we have the second most diverse crop base in the United States. Um, and I think that our growing seasons, thanks to global, warm, global warming, are actually going to extend. And then we have this incredible four-season outdoor recreation campus or playground, call it what you will. Um, and this is an economic driver as well as contributing to quality of life. Yeah, especially with that four season, you actually have something for families that really dovetail into your whole plan that you can come up as adults with families as people progress throughout every stage of life. Yeah. Um, so the last question, I'm afraid to uh, hear your answer, but what's your favorite place in Michigan? <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I, I don't blame if you pick where I think. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty precious about Crystal Mountain. Um, I'm pretty precious, I'm going to say, about Bedsey County. Um, it, it starts out that it's home, but it hasn't always been home. Well, that was a perfect answer, and I hope you keep thinking toward the future and stay in positions of leadership like you are. 
Once again, our guest was Chris McInnes. She's the president of Crystal Enterprises, Inc. Thanks again, Chris, for taking time to do this today. Well, Ed, thank you so much. It was fun chatting with you, and I hope we're going to take a walk in Michigan Legacy Art Park. Six kilometers. Yes. (laughs) You can do it. No no problem. I'll do it. Uh, But anyway, thanks again. We appreciate you doing this, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today on the Michigan Opportunity. To hear more discussions like this, visit the Michigan Opportunity at thegreatvoice.com. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Whether you're looking for small business resources, exploring an expansion or relocation, or seeking a world-class workforce, visit michiganbusiness.org to learn how you can make it in Michigan. 